Kaiser Permanente and the unions representing its healthcare workers who recently went on strike reach a tentative new contract agreement. National retail pharmacy chain Rite Aid files for bankruptcy, and the number of Medicare Advantage plans rated four stars or more drops for the 2024 plan year. It's Tuesday, October 17th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Kaiser Permanente and the unions representing the system's healthcare workers, who recently engaged in a large scale multi state strike, reached a tentative agreement on Friday for a new four year employment contract. The terms of the tentative contract include 21% across the board raises for all regions, including a 6% increase this month, followed by a 5% raise each October between 2024 and 2026, renewed outsourcing and subcontracting protections for workers, and a higher minimum wage for California workers, beginning at $23 per hour beginning next June, and increasing to $25 per hour in June 2026. This, it should be noted, is in line with a health care worker minimum wage bill signed into law in California on Friday. For regions outside of California, the minimum wage will be $21 per hour starting next June, with an increase to $23 per hour in June 2026. Acting U.S. Labor Secretary Julie Hsu, and incidentally the former California Labor Secretary, served as a mediator during this most recent round of negotiations. The employment contract now goes to union members to ratify. The ratification process will begin on Wednesday, and once approved, the agreement will be effective as of October 1st. Around 75,000 union members across seven states, including California, Oregon, and Colorado, as well as Washington, D.C., went on strike for three days beginning the morning of October 4th, following the expiration of their contract on September 30th. These workers included certified nursing assistants, surgical techs, and food service workers. The scale of the strike made it the largest strike of healthcare workers in U.S. history. Prior to this month's strike, the unions and Kaiser executives had negotiated for around seven months without an agreement. The coalition of Kaiser unions had indicated that its members were prepared to go on a longer strike at the beginning of November if a deal could not be reached after the initial strike. However, the unions have withdrawn their November strike notices, according to a statement from Kaiser Permanente. There has been a rash of strikes among healthcare workers, though smaller in scale, across the country this year, from a three day strike of resident physicians in New York City this spring to a five day strike of 1,500 healthcare workers at four hospitals in Los Angeles last week. The Bureau of Labor Statistics has tracked 42 work stoppages of at least 1,000 strikers from the start of 2022 through August of this year. Its count shows a third of those strikes were in healthcare. care. 
National pharmacy chain Rite Aid is filing for bankruptcy amid declining sales and ongoing lawsuits tied to the opioid epidemic. The Philadelphia, Pennsylvania-based chain announced Sunday that it is seeking Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in order to restructure its business and close underperforming store locations. Rite Aid did not indicate what stores would close as part of its announcement. The company said, though, in the meantime, its stores will continue to fill prescriptions and customers will still be able to visit its locations or shop online while it goes through its voluntary bankruptcy proceedings. Rite Aid said that it had received a commitment for $3.45 billion in new financing support during the restructuring process. It is also selling its pharmacy benefit manager, Elixir Solutions, to MedImpact, another PBM. Rite Aid has faced a number of challenges in recent years, including declining sales and lawsuits related to the pharmacy chain's alleged role in the opioid epidemic. In 2022, Rite Aid settled for up to $30 million with the West Virginia Attorney General, following allegations that it contributed to an oversupply of prescription opioids. And in March, the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit alleging that the company violated the False Claims Act and the Controlled Substances Act for its role in the opioid epidemic. It's not clear what will happen with the remaining suits or the company's settlement with West Virginia during bankruptcy. According to its announcement, Rite Aid seeks to resolve litigation claims in what it says is an equitable manner. Rite Aid also announced it had appointed Jeffrey Stein as its new CEO, as well as its chief restructuring officer, effective immediately. Its CEO role has been filled in an interim capacity since its previous president and chief executive, Hayward Donegan, departed in January. Rite Aid has around 2,100 stores nationwide. It had about a 2% prescription drug market share in the United States in 2022, making it significantly smaller than rival retail pharmacy chains CVS and Walgreens. In 2017, Walgreens scrapped a plan to acquire Rite Aid amid regulatory scrutiny, instead purchasing about half of the company's locations in a deal worth more than $5 billion. Rite Aid was notified earlier this month that it was in danger of losing its spot on the New York Stock Exchange, which requires a minimum stock price of $4. Its stock was priced at $0.65 per share on Friday. The number of Medicare Advantage plans with a rating of four stars or higher has dropped for the 2024 plan year and for the second year in a row. According to information shared by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, only 42 percent of plans that will be offered in 2024 earned at least four stars. That's a 17 percent decrease compared to the number of 2023 plans. In 2022, 68 percent of plans earned four stars or more. The decline, in part, is due to several regulatory flexibilities put in place during the pandemic that ended for the 2023 plan year, including a disaster provision put in place to help plans impacted by COVID-19. Around 56% of nonprofit MA plan carriers with Part D will earn bonuses compared to 36% of for-profit companies, according to CMS data. However, CMS said weighted for enrollment, approximately 74% of Medicare Advantage Part D enrollees are currently in contracts that have four stars or more in 2024. 
The star ratings are determined by CMS each year to measure what the agency says is the quality of health and drug services for enrollees and is intended to help Medicare beneficiaries compare plans being offered and make informed decisions. The ratings are based on up to 40 quality measures, including beneficiary health outcomes, consumer experience, and care coordination. The star ratings are also tied to generous bonuses health insurers can receive from the federal government, provided they cross the four-star threshold. According to the nonprofit think tank KFF, federal spending on Medicare Advantage bonus payments has increased every year since 2015 and is expected to reach nearly $13 billion this year. A report released by the Urban Institute this summer called on the quality bonus program to be overhauled, arguing that it's impacted by what the researchers wrote is score inflation. Medicare's open enrollment period began on Sunday and ends on December 7th. Coverage changes go into effect on January 1st. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.